Content may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener's discretion is advised. Listeners to WTF You're Talking About, the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do. I'm Katie. I'm Decker. And we're here to ask each other, what the fuck are you talking about? So That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can ask this question too. <laughs> you threw me off. <laughs> you Oops. threw off my groove. Now I have to throw you out the window. Oh no! <laughs> no! I threw off his groove. So if you're just joining us, how this works is we've got six categories of topics. And the next episode's contents will be determined by the roll of a die. Yeah. The topics are... Hold on, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) True crime? Yep, we got true crime, paranormal, history and education, science and technology, entertainment, and current events. So we use an eight-sided die. What? An eight-sided die for six categories? But wait, there's more. So if you roll a one, you're going to roll a six-sided die for those same six categories, except it has to be local. So Idaho or any state bordering Idaho. For us, that is. If you're playing along, then you're like in the Caribbean or somewhere. <laughs> Hello in the Caribbean. Have fun there. <laughs> that was specific. I don't know. I, this is the first place that came to mind. But you gotta know that that one person that does end up listening to this in the Caribbean, they're gonna be oh. Or if you're those people listening from France, fuck yeah. Yeah. Go France. Catacombs. First episode, right? It sure was. Yeah! It's a good episode. Sorry and for if yelling you, in your ears. If you roll an eight, then that's a wild, and you get to choose whatever the fuck you want. Which is both a blessing and a curse. Yep. The freedom to lose. Yep. And I feel like every time I roll, like, a current events or an entertainment or something, I'm like, God damn it, why? This is the worst. I picked the fucking categories. Why did I do that to myself? <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's fine, guys. <laughs> because we wanted to, we wanted to keep this fresh. And lively. Fresh to death. I regret saying that. <laughs> well, Decker, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I got entertainment, or I hope so, because I literally... Um, you I'm like 99% sure you but got I entertainment. Keep, I kept asking Katie why I rolled last time, because I couldn't remember her life of me, and I checked on her calendar too, and it said entertainment. <laughs> so, here's hoping that it's entertainment, because... Because it's entertainment now. It's entertainment now is what it is. That's what I've rolled in this scenario. So um, there are there are quite cool things. Uh, quite cool things. There are several things that came out recently that are all super exciting, right? Woo! There's the Sonic movie. Oh no! <laughs> that dumpster fire. Which you know I have to give props to the director that they are deciding to change how the character is made. Which I'm like. That's, you know what? That's interesting. Which Part I think we th- talked about this in the last episode. I don't know if it made it in or not. But there's the, the theory that they are doing it correctly, but then they put this monstrosity out to, like, drum up attention. You're right, right, right. And so, like, it could have been that. Um, it could be that they actually are going to try and fix it. But s- someone on the interwebs made a valid point, which is, like, at what point should a creator cave to their audience for a creation they're going to make? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's a very great question because if you from a business standpoint, they should always care to what the audience is going to want. Not necessarily what they're asking for, mm-hmm. but what they know the audience is going to enjoy. They don't want this. <laughs> right. They do not want this. But at the same point, though, it's like if you're an independent creator, 
or you or maybe you're not an independent creator maybe you are a business and you want to do what you want to make then that's fine but you have to accept the consequences that your audience may not want to see us or the audience you're going for is a small group mm -hmm. so it's kind of knowing when to tailor it's basically how to balance that or how to dance that line where it's like i can make whatever i want to make but at the same time Right. If you want to keep your audience or grow your audience, you have to make sure to tailor stuff towards the group that you're trying to get. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, you're going to lose that audience or you might not even have an audience at all. Mm -hmm. So there was that. And um, the new Doom trailer dropped. John. Oh, my God. <gasps> so John showed I me. Uh, I think it was a Reddit post or something where the, the caption says, my wife said she couldn't find the case for wood. And then it shows a picture of the disc. She was holding Doom upside down. So then it like reskinned it to make it look like a lumberjack game, <laughs> and I died. <laughs> it's awesome, real funny. Um, but I love Doom so much, and that got me so hyped up that I actually re-downloaded Doom on my computer because I really want to play it again. the The 2016 version, although I played all the old ones. Um, but I'm actually gonna talk about something. Uh, I'm gonna talk about a movie. Mm -hmm. And no, it's not Detective Pikachu. I want to see really, it so bad. I need to see it. Jules was going to take me to that on my birthday and stuff, but she couldn't take me because it came out the day after. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh. Um, but so I'm going to talk about the movie that we went to go see instead, which is... Did I tell you this? No. Cool. Shazam! Oh. Yep. That's the one I went to go see. And I'm going to talk about because um, the movie was kind of so-so. But I want to talk about the movie itself and a couple things after, as I was investigating it that really caught my eye. And I love the attention to detail that they had. So um, Shazam is a character in the DC universe, right? And they're like, they're like a Superman clone in a sense. <coughs> they're like a Superman clone in a sense where... Uh, they're super strong, they can fly, they're, uh, you know, fast. All, basically, they can be whatever they want to be, in a sense. I'll break down their powers, or um, his powers, in a moment. But the movie focuses around a kid named... Oh my gosh, Billy Batson. There we go. Um, focuses around Billy Batson, and he he's a kid who he... Lost his mother. Um, not that she died, but he was like in this movie. He was in a carnival. Uh, he wanted to get Tiger or something, and she kept missing. Superheroes can't ever have both parents, can they? Or just like two or, parental figures. Um, you know, actually, there is there is someone that does have that. It'd be Static Shock, which I'd love to talk about someday because it was one of my favorite superheroes ever hmm. growing up. Static Shock has, I think, a dad. He definitely has a dad. I don't know if he has a mom though. Um, I thought he did though. Can't recall. Well, if he doesn't, then then damn, then he then, doesn't have two parental figures. You're right. Then oh, there's got to be some superhero where it's like they just have a normal life and they're a superhero. There was one superhero that I looked up that I can't remember. It was for one of those like weird Facebook things where it's mm. like type in your name and superhero and see what comes up. And mine was like some seven year old child. Uh, I don't remember what her powers were or something, but maybe she had parents. Seven-year-old child. Mm -hmm. hmm. It was like a whole family of like it was kind of incredible style where like a whole family of children. That well, there had. is one right there, the incredible. But see, I don't remember if there were parents present. 
I just know that there were many children that had powers. But then again, that one's an exception to the rule because their parents wore superheroes as well. Right? So it's like, who has normal yes. parents? I, that, in my brain, that's a different universe. I don't know. Right. No, I get you. It's a Disney universe. But, no, no, so... It, Which I guess Marvel now falls under. Yeah. Um, but Billy Batson in the DC universe, um, he loses his mother and pretty much his whole arc, his story arc in this movie is him trying to find his mom. Mm-hmm. He gets this compass and his mom's like, if you ever get lost, this will help you find your way. And then he immediately gets lost. Like, so you mean loses isn't like physically lost, not like, oh, she's dead. Right. Like, okay. like she's like, he's been looking for her for quite a while. And I believe he's like, he's like 13, 14. He's pretty young. Actually, you know he might be older because it mentions that he doesn't necessarily have to go to school. So I think he might actually be a bit older. He might be in his late teens. But um, he's... That's what classifies as a bit old. Uh, I mean, compared I will, to what I thought he was. I guess I'll be dying in like three minutes. Then. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> okay. But um, he gets his superpowers um, when a wizard from the Council of Seven Wizards summons him to the Rock of Eternity. Mm-hmm. Which is where all these wizards used to reside, but there's only one wizard now. This wizard's name is Shazam, right? And so, what this wizard was doing before, there's actually a little um, kind of like a prologue mm-hmm. in terms of like what this kid, um, like the other kids that have gone and done this. I guess there have been many kids that have been brought to this realm to see if they were worthy to get Shazam's powers. The story goes that there used to be someone that had these powers, but they used it for evil, and they released the seven deadly sins across the universe. Mm-hmm. Right, or at least across the earth, and the um they the goal was to make sure that they got someone that was pure of heart that could not be um tainted in mm-hmm. a sense, and so he summons Thaddeus Savannah, who's a kid in nineteen seventy four, so not modern day. He summons him there, and he tries to see if he can be a wizard, and there's like this weird glowing orb. And he, uh, the kid looks at it, and the goal is to not be tempted by it, and the kid starts reaching for it and almost grabs it. Mm-hmm. And the wizard's like, no! And he's like, you'll never be good enough. Which I'm like, that is so That's a fucking, little harsh. That's so fucking harsh for, to say to a kid. Is like, the kid's like, he's like, oh, you know, I'd love to be a wizard or a hero and stuff like that. And then he gets tempted, and the guy says, you'll never be good enough. Mm-hmm. Like, to a little kid who, and this kid looks like he's maybe like 11, mm-hmm. right? Fairly young. And uh, he's hearing these voices. Also, he's back in his car because he was going up to his uh, grandpa's house. He's back in the car with his father and he starts freaking out because he's like, no, I am good enough. I swear. He's like, I can be good enough. <laughs> he starts freaking out. The dad and brother are fucking abominations because the dad, um, like, oh, sorry. The brother is like a bully towards his younger mm-hmm. brother and towards uh, Thaddeus. And he's like, he takes like his uh, magic eight ball and he's like, will you ever be a man? He's like, ouch, outcome not so good. And so, and, and the father laughs at this. He's like, oh, you, um, right? And I'm like, well, so this kid, not only he, he has like a very kind of not healthy life growing up, but then he gets told by this all powerful being that says that he could be a hero, but that he'll never be good enough, right? The kid freaks out and then the, um, the dad loses control they almost crash they don't necessarily so you think that they're safe but then you just give it like five seconds later and then another car slams into them oh that's where they dodge it the father gets paralyzed and launched out of the car the brother the older brother blames thaddeus and says that it's his fault for all this 
And then we get back to modern day, and so Thaddeus is uh, much older, and he has like this. I, it doesn't explain how he he's a doctor, but I think it's just because like he has a doctorate, like a doctorate in mm-hmm. psychology or something. And he has all these people talking to individuals that have had similar stories because he's trying to find out all these symbols. Because I guess when after um, he was rejected, there's a whole bunch of sh- symbols that showed up on his magic eight ball. Which is like a code basically on how to get to the um, uh, Rock of Eternity. Mm-hmm. And so he finally gets all these digits. He can put them on a door and he can get to the Rock of Eternity. And he takes he takes the thing that he says he's going to be tainted by. And what's very interesting is he's painted as a bad guy right off the bat. And they try to make him relatable. But they need to take it away because he's like, he's like I am evil and I'm going to be evil. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's not what someone would do necessarily. I don't think his, like, for me, maybe that is how it is in the comic books. Oh my god, I'm getting so much love right now from this cat. We have a feline visitor. Mac is just loving on me hard. Um, Mac is macking on me. <laughs> uh... Coming out. But, um, maybe. But, uh, he basically says that. Um, he goes in there and that uh, he's going to be evil and he releases the seven deadly sins in the world. Right? And then he basically kicks the wizard's ass and leaves. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that... I don't like how they portrayed that character specifically because if you have a character who's damaged like that and they think that they're bad and broken and stuff, no, just because you grow up in a shitty household and people don't believe in you doesn't mean you automatically going to become a villain. And not only that, but that we should be rooting for your demise. Like, that seems very simple-minded, mm-hmm. right? So, I was disappointed that they didn't make it like where he he tries to be worthy, and maybe he ends up, like, releasing a settling deadly sense to prove that he could, I don't know, like, to try and prove that he could stop it, or, you know, something where it's like, he's trying to look for, like, a redemption to show that he was worthy. Cause it's Just like, a reason other than, oh, I'm evil, so I did it. Yeah, like, I have to be evil. So, that part was a little disappointing to me, but all the sins get out, and then he summons Billy Batson... And he he says, like, he's like, I can't basically check to see if you're good enough or not. And so he's like, I'm just going to give you the powers. Which then, <laughs> which then... That seems like, irresponsible. The, the, the thing is that the villain here, Thaddeus, he brings this up. And he's like, why did you get this power? Like, why are you worthy and why am I not? And the, the, it's never addressed to the kid, like, how his trials went or, like, how they got tested. He just got the powers. And so I hated that because it's like, you don't have, like, this emotional trauma where it's like... Like, he didn't test me, and then he gets very upset, and he explains what this test was and how it ruined him, and then, like, it causes the hero to maybe, like, question himself, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I was hoping for that, because that would have been a great arc where it's like, this villain's not necessarily a villain per se, but he's trying to prove himself, and now the hero, who's trying to be a hero, questions why he could even be a hero. It's almost like they could have been a foil of each other, but they didn't really do that. They just made him a villain and the other guy a hero. Mm -hmm. So... But anyways, Billy Batson gets his powers. He gets it by saying Shazam. Shazam is an ac- acronym that stands for, like, several gods. So it's... Um, the Wisdom of Solomon. Okay, so Solomon, Hercules, gets super strength. Um, stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Is what it stands for. So, um... And what that basically goes for is, like, the Wisdom of Solomon gives him, like, I guess, nigh omni... Um, oh my god, I hate this word. So they're really mixing their pantheons there. Yeah, they are. Like they are, are all over the place. They are. But, um, and, and, and granted though, this 
character was made in like 1940. Yeah, 1940. Right on the die. But what's funny is when he transformed into his hero in the comics for a long time, he was known as Captain Marvel. Oh. And so I was like, I'm curious huh. now. When was Captain Marvel made? 1967. Hmm. So Captain Marvel in the Marvel Universe was made, and I wonder if there must have been some weird dispute, or like they just ended up caving and want to be confused with it, mm-hmm. so they changed him back to Shazam. The problem is like he can't say Shazam, because when he says Shazam, that's when he transforms. So anytime he says Shazam, there's a super um, heavy current of electricity that flows down, mm-hmm. and he transforms either back into Shazam or to a little boy. Mm-hmm. Back into... Um, oh gosh, what did I say his name was? Uh, Benjamin. Benjamin. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said like Benjamin. Um, but the Billy Batson. Bill, okay. Billy. Billy. So, um, but yeah, so he gets this. Um, Billy runs from foster home to foster home all the time. He, because he's always looking for his mom. In fact, it's funny because it shows. It talks about like he needs someone pure of heart, but then Billy hijacks a police car. To like look up like his possible mother's address, goes there. He also steals the police officer's lunch, which I thought was, thought was kind of funny. It's like, oh wow, he's such a bad guy. Uh, and then the police take him, and he keeps like every foster home doesn't end up taking him back once he runs away, <laughs> except for this other one, and they really care about him. And mm-hmm. it's because the two people that are running this foster home were once foster children themselves, and they're a married couple. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, so it's like they get it. And I'm like, that's really cool, and I like seeing that dynamic. And it has several kids in there. Um, one of them is like, it's funny that I talked about it earlier. One of them is like, um, I think his name was Eddie in the It series, where he just constantly runs his mouth. Mm-hmm. Is, is that Eddie? I or is Eddie the sickly it. one? It's whichever one is running his mouth off all the time. It's been a real long time since I read it. And he gets himself in trouble all the time. So, uh, and he has glasses, he has like a crutch. He's like a mix between like crutchy, but if he had like a, a, a mouth that he didn't know when to shut up. Um, <laughs> Tiny Tim? <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> But he's really cool. He really loves heroes. And he's like the conscience of Billy. And then you have these other kids who I honestly don't remember any of their names because they were highly forgettable, which is disappointing mm-hmm. because they bring them in. They introduce them like, oh, they're going to be interesting characters. Look at these and characters. And we just, don't yeah. need them. But then like at the end of the movie, they become pivotal characters. So, and I'll get to that. But basically, he's growing up. He's trying to figure out what he wants to do like with these powers. He ends up just like trying to use it to make money. And stuff like, he's like, Lightshirt, he's like, he's like, I have lightning from my hands, I shoot lightning from my hands. And then he actually, like, his lightning that he shoots up in the air arcs all the way over, like, uh, several blocks over and blows up the tire to a bus. Oh, <laughs> like, great. Lightning from my hands. And then, like, you see him just going, oh, fuck. And like, he immediately just, like, beelines it over there, like, half a second. So he's wicked fast, like Mercury. And he's like, oh, I don't know how to fly it. Because there's also this montage of like, how does he use his powers? Because no one, no one told him how to use his powers. They're just like, here you go, powers. He's like, fuck, what? <laughs> so, um, and he does this by like getting shot. And he's like, oh, I'm invincible. That's nice. After he gets shot. And like, maybe it's just the suit. Shoot him in the face. And he's like, no, I don't think you should. Oh, okay, good. And I'm like, it's a good thing it wasn't just the suit. Because otherwise you just killed your friend. Yeah. <laughs> so, as far as that didn't come up. Um, but... He figures out how to use his powers, and then eventually his friend, uh, Freddy, that's funny, Freddy is this character's name, uh, the one that's his conscience, that's the kid that runs his mouth. Oh, So if okay. it is Eddie, it's kind of funny. Um, oh, I see. I was like, ha 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 ha. Uh, but yeah, so Freddy ends up getting uh, kidnapped by Thaddeus, 
Thaddeus. Now I'm just thinking Thaddeus, our friend Thaddeus. <laughs> I know. I was like, don't kidnap kids. That's so nice. Um, and he tries to use it to get um, Billy to give up his powers because we know Billy Billy has to give up his powers by placing his hands on a staff, the mm-hmm. same staff that Shazam did, and then he has to have the other person say his name, and then his powers flow into that person. The only thing is that that wizard, when he gave his powers, he just disintegrated Ash. So I'm like, oh, well, that's kind of a one for thing. That's like an ocu- is, that's the pretty major occupational hazard there. Like, yeah, I know. It's like I don't want to be a hero anymore. <clears throat> I don't want to exist. <laughs> so, um, but eventually, near the end, they're fighting all these demons, and he ends up he gets the staff back instead of giving him his powers. He and this is where I got really lost. He has all the other kids around him place his hands on the staff because the wizard Shazam mentions that he needs to get the seven seats filled back up again. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, there's only five kids plus Billy. So by that math, there is six. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who the seventh person is or if it's supposed to be this evil person. The invisible child. Right? And they've all placed their hands on the staff and they all say Shazam and they all get Shazam's powers. And it doesn't explain if this is going to be permanent or just temporary. I think it would be permanent. Is that, that's how it feels like it should be. Well, it sounds like when they go away, you die, so... Yeah, but see, Billy's fine. Like, he doesn't disagree. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, and it doesn't sound like he gets weaker. It just sounds like they all get powers. So, it doesn't, like, conservation of energy. It's like, uh-huh. no, just duplicate. <laughs> so, um, they all get the powers, and they're all, like, turned to adults just like him and stuff in their prime age. And, because I guess it's supposed to be, like, at the pinnacle of, like, so your fitness. And, like, what your, is the prime age of adulthood? I guess 30. <laughs> so <coughs> I'm almost there. Great. <laughs> I'm almost there. But he they fight and they find out that when uh, Thaddeus doesn't have the demons in his eye and stuff, because that's where they come from, that orb flew in his eye and they all come out. When they're not in his eye, he loses all of his powers and becomes immortal again. So he can actually get hurt or killed. So the goal is basically to try and get goad him. And this is the other thing too. I would feel this guy is very smart. Why would he actively have all this people just like swarm, like and just be released? And so, but he ends up doing it regardless. It does show that he can go on envy, one of the other sins, to leave Thaddeus' body, which tur- turns into a pivotal point because he gets him to escape, and then he can uh, fly back, save everyone, and then get the thing out of his eye and win. But. There were several plot holes in here where it's like they, they missed an opportunity for them to divulge between why someone was good or not, why it mattered, like if they even had to be enemies, to have Thaddeus turn over maybe like a good guy. Again, I don't know the comics, but I felt like there were several good options for them. Mm-hmm. And they just went for the cheap, like he's evil because he just chose to be evil. And he also had a shitty life experience, so I guess that makes you evil. And Billy just gets to be the hero because he was chosen. So it sounds like they didn't really put a lot of effort into character building. No, and that was what was really frustrating because there was there was options there. There were a lot of good options, but in the end, he he saves everyone and they go back to their normal lives and it's all goody goody. So, but do they still have these powers after they go back to their normal lives? They it did not show that. Okay. At all. <laughs> it's just like they all right. back to normal humans and stuff. But I remember in the in the animated series or the, the cartoons, I thought when he said Shazam, there was a time limit on it. Mm-hmm. Like he had to wait for like several minutes before he could do it again. Um, but yeah, 
uh, I guess, in this one, he could say Shazam every time he wanted to, and it'd just be powerful. So he could have just been like, Shazam, 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 Shazam. And it does also point out that he can't say Shazam underwater and turn it back in, because at one point he has his like, head in the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has his head in the water. He's trying to kill a child. Whatever. Um, but, because that's what it's, evil people do. It's fine. Just um, casually. Yeah. Casual so, homicide. I was... It's my jam. Movie overall, it wasn't a bad movie, but it actually put it in the realm of the actual movie Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. where it was like... It's funny because his name is Captain Marvel in the sense of like the lore, but both movies were good. They had good moments. They had good characters, but their interaction between each other, the plot lines themselves, the lack of development between characters really diminished the overall Mm -hmm. enjoyment of the movie. That's what um, I just ended up getting out of it. Mm -hmm. So not a bad movie per se, but I'm not going to watch it again. Oh yeah, that's kind of disappointing. I sad oh yeah so kind of a bummer but if they because if they don't establish those things it makes it a lot less immersive well i just hate like not everything has to be super dark Mm -hmm. but one of the things i don't like in movies is when their reasoning for someone being a villain is just because they need a villain yeah i like their knowing a reason why and i like you making it human to where it's like almost a way you kind of you can understand why they're doing wrong things and you actually keep a little bit torn as to like you know, I kind of agree with that in a way. Like, if I was in that situation, I'd probably be that way too. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a misdynamic. And, you know, the Marvel Universe tends to be a little bit more lighthearted. And it can get dark, but it's more lighthearted for the most part. And more, you know, more vibrant colors and stuff. Whereas uh, the DC Universe, I haven't watched most of the movies there. But I know they've been um, compared to... Well, dark. Like, like the Dark Knight mm-hmm. series, right? Where it's like... Lots of grays and blacks. Well, I remember when blues. I saw The Dark Knight, somebody asked me how it was, and I was like, oh, it was really dark. And they were like, oh, like, what do you mean? Or, you know, subject dim. matter, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, like, it was hard to see. Yeah. And so, and the, I think the storyline's also fairly dark, too, but this movie was actually a great moment to have there be a lot more lightheartedness, and it tried to do that. But it didn't it quite just, make it. It fell flat every time, mm-hmm. because you knew that it was going to try and get dark again, and, like, be like... They, you know, I'm going to go after these kids and they're going to die. And also miss dialogue options as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, um, Th- uh, Thaddeus kills his dad and brother. Oh! You know, the beginning of the movie. More too. casual homicide. Yeah. And a whole board of directors. That, like, <laughs> just kills them <laughs> And fuck these guys, too. Yeah, because he's, like, um, because uh, his dad was running a company. It's, like, his dad, like, neglected him afterwards because he blamed him for it. And, like, that dad's kind of a shitty dad. Yeah. First off. But... That was the other thing, too, is, like, he didn't say I have to kill them, and I, I was surprised that there wasn't more hesitation. Like, if he was being controlled by these demons, like, wrath and pride and, mm-hmm. um, you know, envy and lust, all these things, like, why there wouldn't have been, like, them more talking to him, encouraging him to do said things, and then he doing those things. Right? That also would be great, too, because it's, like, it almost was, like, he, he, in a sense, he was, like, I'm the champion of the seven sins, and he just was like doing stuff all on his own rather than being encouraged. Like compelled by them. The only thing they encourage him to do is like, and the only time you ever hear the voices is like going after Shazam. They're like, "There's one that can stop you, and so unless you stop him, he'll stop you." And that's the only okay. But then what's if they're not telling him to do anything else? Then like, what's the point of him going out and doing evil things? Like just just because? Yeah. I do evil things now because that was the other too. It's like you don't see the villain for the vast majority of the movie unless it was like when Shazam was out. Like an, that's kind of weird. Someone that's being a villain, you'd think that they'd be doing something else. But also, it makes sense with this character because all this character wanted was to 
be worthy mm-hmm. and have power, and now he has his power to do stuff. He doesn't so really now what? Him. Like, go get a job at a CPA? He doesn't help people. or like, try to be, like, you know, like an antichrist, where it's, like, you know, like, in biblical times, it'd be, like, the antichrist would be, he'd masquerade as someone good when he's actually very corrupt. I don't know why, but I did not think you said masquerade. And it was very confusing. Oh. But, yeah. That's what, uh, but yeah, that's what I was talking about. Well, that's disappointing. It is. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Side note. They also have Superman coming out at the very end. But you don't actually why? see Superman. Well, because, like, the whole thing was, um, Freddy told these bullies that were bullying him that he's like, Shazam was my friend, and he's gonna come see And then the Billy's like, dude, I thought we were trying to keep this on DL. You want people just to know that you know Shazam? That's gonna get you in trouble. And he's like, well, you know, he's like, heroes have to protect, you know, the weak and stuff. And he's like, I'm a weak kid. And so and that was kind of a fun thing to do is it's like, but they didn't, it was kind of cheap. But at the very end, Shazam goes in to hang out with Freddy and like with all of, all of his step-siblings, or like not step-siblings, but all of his foster mm-hmm. brothers and sisters, which I'm like, dude, that's like a dead giveaway, man. Like if there's no Billy and there's all these kids. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm Batman, all, but I've never seen me in the same room. They're not all dunces. They're yeah. not all dunces. And then Superman walks in and he's like, I brought a friend and just Superman. It's just from the chest down. Of course, they couldn't pay for the whole thing. Yeah, so we don't have the budget for a full Superman, guys. Yeah, that's it though. Well, <sighs> cool. Oh, I guess his other name was Marvel Man or Miracle Man. Oh, there is a lawsuit option inside of here. That's exciting. A lawsuit option? Oh, about Captain Marvel. Oh, and actually, they were soon because they thought his character was based off of Superman. Oh. Yeah. Well, sounds like it was. And then it was abandoned. Huh, interesting. That'd be a fun topic to go into, is like, superhero characters that were all involved in lawsuits. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll save that for another day. But yeah. That's, all right, so. That's too bad. It is. I haven't really heard a whole lot of people talk about that movie, though. It's a so shame. So I'm wondering if that's I, why is because it's just not that I awesome. think it could have been one of the next big ones. Uh-huh. I really think it could have been. Um, yeah. It had a chance, but it's a shame that it didn't have it. And it also set itself up for like a sequel because they're trying to be like Marvel. That's And I think that's DC's biggest mistake is they're trying to be like Marvel. Yeah. And they should not don't be trying that. Because they saw the cash. Like, that's the thing. Like, they saw they made, what, $2 billion? Uh-huh. And uh, they they're almost have the number one record. They beat Titanic. I know mm-hmm. that, but now they're they're close. If not, if they may have beat it as of this being posted, but they're trying to beat Avatar, which is the highest grossing movie of all time. Blue Pocahontas. Yeah, Pocahontas. <laughs> and I love how um, I think I watched uh, Stephen Colbert do a thing where he's like he's like yeah I really love Avatar with that guy and the villain of. That... Scar, Scarface. Uh huh. Ish. <laughs> that. I, it That's was, the thing. I don't remember any characters. It's weird to me that it grossed. I mean, I guess it's not weird. Yeah, it I, grossed. I understand why it was so like a big thing because, like, cinematically and visually, it was very impressive. Uh huh. But the movie itself was not that great. Hmm. Like it. It's a storyline that we've heard before. Tales of this time. Basically. Except now there's aliens and there's they're blue, and they're having weird tree and sex. And unobtainium, my yeah. favorite. Fucking like you didn't even try. 
The thing you cannot get him. I can't. <laughs> you want it, but you cannot have it thing. Hard to source him. Wait. Hard to source That's the best you could come up with. Unobtainium. Because it's unattainable. Okay. Fuck. 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 That's, those are my thoughts about The thing I wanted. We are harvesting. Fuck. Spelled. <laughs> F. <laughs> fuck. What are your thoughts about Avatar? Fuck. Fuck. Ponytail sex. Yeah, <laughs> just why? Why? Which raises questions with horses. But, like, it's on the ponytail <laughs> side. You know what? Because I didn't do that. <laughs> no, because there's that scene. And, like, it's not actually what happens. But I just remember people being like, ponytail sex? But they're like, what they're mean to say is because the whole point of, like, the ponytails is, like, like it, you, 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 like, almost are, like, one in uh-huh. a sense with each other. So, like, you, like, feel each other's, like, feelings. And, like, you're supposed to be, like, at one with each other. Like, so that way when you're staying the horse, right? Like, the horse knows exactly where you want to go, so, like, you don't have to use reins. It just knows, right? And you know what it's feeling. But That's just a really great turn of phrase. That but, raises questions with horses. <laughs> I just remember, like, when the movie first came out, like, my friends who were immature at the time, they're like, yeah, they did ponytail sex, so what's up with the fucking horses then? The whole fucking thing was weird. Because at some point, I'm just gonna die. <laughs> yes! That's how life works. <laughs> oh, I guess it's go. today. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, man. At some point, I'm just going to die. It's, <laughs> over. it's once you think it, it happens. Oh, God. That'd be a scary place. Right? Just as soon as you think it, it happens. Just like right in front of you. That's terrifying. Oh, my gosh. That's a, that's a scary movie concept right there. Like yeah. you think it and it comes into existence. It'd be like... Freddy Krueger. I feel like I've read books like that. I feel like I have too, but. (laughs) You said that really aggressively. I feel like I I have have too, too, but. Oh, no. (laughs) Then you like deflate. Like, I think it, and now it must have happened. Ugh. Why? What? Yeah, I I swear I've read something like that. But that would be terrifying. No, thank you. (sighs) So, Katie? Yes, Zucker. What the fuck are you talking about? So, I I had history education. You did. So we're going to... Learn me something. We're going to engage in a, a quiz. Fuck yeah! I love this! Is it math? No. Damn. <laughs> what? was that my response? <laughs> Human body being stupid. Okay. Alright. <laughs> I just got... <laughs> I'm looking forward to listening to that later. Right. But I'm just editing. Well... Decker, do you know who the Sun King is? This is not in mythology, I should state. Like, this is an actual person. Who the Sun King is? Yes. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking Horizon Zero Dawn. I I know that... Oh, uh, ow! Don't do that! I fucking... The, the Sun it's King. And it's not mythology. Correct. So it's, it's a real person. It's, okay, so it's someone's actual title? Yes. Is it currently living or They're dead? very dead. I thought so. Because I love the title Sun King. Like, <laughs> They've been dead for... Several hundred years? Not several hundred. Like, it sounds like a name for someone that'd be, like, over in, like... Europe? I was thinking like more Middle East, possibly, but I guess it could be Europe. It feels like it should it's be Europe. Europe. <laughs> no, I don't know who the Sun King is. So the Sun King was Louis the Fourteenth of France. 
Huh. Shout out to France. Oh, that's like, that's where the shout out comes from so, earlier. King Louis XIV of France, okay. also known as the Sun King, reigned as king from 1643 until his death. <laughs> I totally did the wrong fucking math. He's been dead for a couple hundred years. It's fine. <laughs> for some reason in my brain, I was like, yep, he died in 1875. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. He sure fucking didn't. <laughs> 17... He's like freaking John's character that lives right? for like an eon. 1715 is when he died. His okay. reign was 72 years and 100 days long. That's a pretty long reign. Uh, it is the longest recorded reign in European history. Because it started when he was fucking four years old. Right? One of those. Yeah. He was king at four? Yup. How do people... Okay. Okay, well, let's see, let's see that's the thing. When, when children are made monarchs at young ages, they usually have a regent. Right. And so the regent is basically in charge. I mean, that's a topic just, for another day, but... I know. I just never understood. The whole thing in general is very weird. Like, yes, our king, the four-year-old, it's fine. <laughs> We're cool with this, guys. He can barely feed himself. He can't shop for himself, but we'll let him right? dictate our commerce. Right. <laughs> I want candy now! <laughs> okay. So, second question. Uh, this is a two-question quiz. Oh, look. Man, I'm batting at zero. I... <laughs> Do you know what an anal fistula is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is that it? Yeah. Do, do you care to, like, elaborate? I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty sure an anal... So, the reason why I know about fistulas is... So, my sister has Crohn's. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I know that she used to have these quite a bit. So, correct me if I'm wrong with the defi- definition of a fistula, but I believe when I was told about it, it's when a part of your body decides to basically try and branch out and connect to another part of your body. It's like, um, like my small intestine wanted to try and connect to my kidney. I mean, sort of. Sort of? Okay. But that's what I... So an anal fistula, it, I guess it would be official starting from the anus. I, you know, am I correct in that assumption? Um, yeah. Does it start from the anus or is it when it connects to the anus? Um... Yes? Okay. Um, sorry, my mattress was breathing. Uh, and oh, no, I'm not oh an Oh my Aussie. god. There's... <laughs> I'm alive! There's a CJ in there. Yeah, I know. I was just like, Barbie cats Mac. in them hills. Oh, there goes Mac. He's okay, like, bye. I'm out. Are you, are you comfy now? Now he is. Now he's hidden. But yeah, so, so elaborate more about a fistula. An anal fistula is a small tunnel that develops between the end of the bowel and the skin near the anus. So this is usually the result of an infection that caused a like a collection of pus, uh-huh. um, so like or like an abscess or something like that in the the nearby tissue. So then when the pus drains away, it leaves a channel. So it just like leaves a little tunnel. So it's like a se- almost a second butt. Yes. Cool. I, I read a I read a uh, fucking what was it a a Reddit post where this guy had had one and he he said something about like yes my second asshole. <laughs> So what I'm learning about today is about. But see, I, I'm, I'm sure the you're. Sun King's fistula. I'm sure you're probably a little bit confused because you're like, hold on, we were talking about about Louis the Fourteenth of France, and and now we're talking about anal fistulas. You know what's really funny is we just uh, we just released our, a butt plug episode. We did. <laughs> we got two of those. So I'm catching on to a trend here. Is this another butt plug? It is not. Damn it. Okay. So we are talking about Louis the Fourteenth, but we're going to be talking about a very specific part of Louis the Fourteenth. His butt. Yep. 
1866. <laughs> this is a really weird fucking... I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm very excited because there's no world would I ever have thought this to be a topic. Hold on. Let me back that up. In 1686. Back it up. Not in 1866. <laughs> you keep trying to, like, make it. <laughs> in 2006. I have, I have <laughs> the sun trouble, like, in flopping numbers into places that they don't go. In like 1686, Louis XIV developed a perianal abscess. The pain and swelling got worse until, uh, upon inspection, which I'm sure that was fun, uh, they discovered this fistula. So the doctors were like, yep, have some ointments, have some compresses. Basically, they were like, yep, here, rub this on it, hold this on it, it'll be fine. Uh, but instead, it just continued to swell and get more painful. Uh, the next thing that they tried was just, like, lots and lots of enemas. Did he just not sit on his throne then? Was he just, like... I mean, we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, so the next thing they tried was just lots of enemas, which surprisingly did not help. Like a yogurt enema? A uh, gross. No. Did you talk about that on I, an episode? I don't think I talked about that on an episode. I know I talked about it at dinner once. <laughs> This is, you know, it's funny, we're not even getting to the story yet, but. <laughs> yogurt enemas. I didn't talk about it here, but I did talk about it at dinner. I did. I was telling you guys about, what's his name? Fuck. Uh, Kellogg. Yes! Yes, because we were talking about also like circumcision and stuff. Yes. That'll be a fun episode. That was a weird conversation. I don't, we were all over the place. Like now. So, he's got this thing. Okay. They're trying to fix it. The doctors are like, yep, rub this on it. Shoot this water up your butt, it'll be fine. It's not fine. He's in a lot of pain. Uh, so he, he wasn't really able to... Perf- well, heh. he was in a lot of pain while performing his daily duties. So he, like, he could not sit, he could not stand, he couldn't walk very far. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like well-known for loving to ride horses. Obviously he wasn't doing that anymore. Uh, and like any time that he was out in his garden, he would be seen on a... Oh, shit. I can't remember what kind of chair it is. That's insensitive. I... <laughs> God. Um, <laughs> Poor Sun King. I can't remember what kind of chair it is, but it's one where you lay sideways, not sit on it. Um, is it I... a chair that you lay sideways on? I... It's not... It's not like a... a sofa? No. He's not the Sun King. He's a sofa king. It's so fucking... So king. fucking cool? I don't remember what kind of chair it was, and I didn't write it down. That's okay. But it was... The lounge chair. It was uh, some form of chair that is not as cherry as chairs. The long chair. I'm just going to give up on that. That's okay. So he's still trying to perform his his kingly duties, as you would. Um, he does this very stoic, stoically. Most of the courtiers had no idea how much pain he was in or that this was even going on. Um, and for... A decent amount of time, it was actually, like, the kingdom's best-kept secret. So this started to happen in, like, January of 1686. So all of this started to happen, like, January of 1686. Mm-hmm. And the doctors just get yep, take this ointment, this compress, enema, blah, blah, blah. So they tried that for a couple months, and it just kept getting worse and worse. So finally, they were like, all right, we're going to bring in some assistance. So they bring in... Barber surgeon Charles Fan- Francois Felix. Uh, he it was decided then that he would be the one that would operate on the fistula to 
help the king not want to hate everything all the mm-hmm. time. Um, I read something where it was like, he was very stoic, and another one that was like, he was very cranky, which... I'd be... The fair. latter one makes more sense. I, I'd be cranky, too. Uh, at the time, physicians did not perform operations themselves because the church forbade cutting into a living body. So the physicians were like, well, we won't do that. We'll just have the barber surgeons do these things. The barber surgeons? Yes. It's a little terrifying to put those two words together. So what? That situation can get very hairy. Oh, God. <laughs> you did it. Anyways. So it's, your your sister does hair, doesn't she? Yes. So Paula does. So imagine that you go visit your sister. She cuts your hair. She removes a tooth. Uh, she does some light. How blood- the fuck did she get from my hair to my tooth? She does some light bloodletting and perhaps a small surgery. I don't know if my sister would be getting a tip unless I was very surprised by how well it went. Then I might be like, okay. That's what these barber si- barber surgeons did. Was like they they were doing all of that stuff. So did the physician tell them what to do? I have did no it? idea. Was it like... That um, was just their job. They Like a buddy cop movie? But I don't... Like... <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. Or maybe it's when like you go to the doctor and they're like, hmm, you should go see a dentist. <laughs> barber. But guess what? Your dentist was also your barber. So yeah, you just... If I can get everything in one spot, then that's cool. You know, they do my hair, they do my dental, they do my eyes, they do my ears. Uh, but see, this is the thing. Like... <laughs> they're a chiropractor as well. <laughs> These barber surgeons weren't getting training. So they're just I going... How anytime you bring up health, it's always about people that don't have training. They're just going to do their, like, barber surgeon job, and they're just making it up as they go along, basically. Mm. And keep in mind, anesthesia's not a time at this thing. Not a thing at this time. <laughs> Words are hard. Okay. Cool. And this particular procedure that was going to be done... Uh, is by no means an easier surgery, and it's much more complex than anything, like the small surgeries that the barber surgeons were doing. So, if this surgery goes poorly, then maybe the king dies, which that's not a super great outcome. Well, then you've killed the king. And then they're also going to kill you, because you've killed the king. Yes. Even if it's accidental regicide. Mm, Right. So, how do you get better at doing things? But you practice. So the surgery was planned... <laughs> Bring out your almost dead. <laughs> the surgery was planned in extreme secrecy. Only the king's doctors, uh, the war minister, the king's confessor, and his new secret wife. The war minister. His yes. secret wife? Right? Not, it, not just his secret wife, his new secret wife. Oh yeah, you did say new. <laughs> this, is, this one's new. So they were the no only No one will ones. know about Candace. <laughs> I don't remember. I I didn't write down her name because I didn't We're gonna call care. Barbara. It was Madame. <laughs> uh, right. So they were the only ones that knew about the surgery. Okay. The barber surgeon. Uh, we're just gonna call him Charles from now on because Charles Francois Felix is a mouthful. So he's given six months to practice on seventy-five men. So he gets like about three to four a week, and these people are coming from either prisons or just from the countryside. Um, I have no idea if these people actually had any fistulas for him to be operating on, or if he was just like, well, the area is the same. No idea. This looks like a butt. I mean, (laughs) that's because it is a butt. (laughs) During this time, he also developed two instruments, a retractor and a curbed scalpel. Uh, And I believe that these are still things that are used today. 
Um, those you can see my face right now that I just it, made. It was he's not pleased. It was like pain and disgust. I should have uploaded pictures of these to the drive because oh, they're kind of gnarly looking. Thank God. You like did especially that. the curved scalpel. It's real long. I read one article where somebody spelled it wrong and they were like a curved scapula, and I was like. <laughs> That doesn't yeah. seem right. Uh, my shoulder. I don't think he made that. The curved scapula. Um, it is unclear how many people survived the surgery. Uh, however. Was he one of them? What? Was he one of them? Was oh, you mean the king? The I was like, well, but he's the one performing the surgery, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, my own surgery. That's. Well, <laughs> I'm also a barber. I, I mean, maybe. I don't know. We're jumping ahead a little bit there. Sorry. So, we don't know how many people survived the surgery tests, but there is thought that there was one patient that survived four separate ones. Four separate ones? Uh-huh. They had more than one? I don't know. That's kind of I, I don't know. And then also, they think that part of the reason why it's not super well known is because, since obviously this was super secret, they were, like, anytime somebody died from something like this, they would bury them at dawn without or like at what did it say at sunrise without the without the church bell tolling so nobody was alerted or something like that yeah i don't know i also read somewhere that back then they thought that the cause of fistulas was horseback riding the feathers in carriage seats and i could see that it's almost like a you know a certain um like like uh, cheatgrass, how sometimes it can get, get in mm-hmm. dog's paws and stuff, and it'll just keep wedging itself in there deeper. <clears throat> uh, the other cause was obviously loose morals. So. So, what they're saying is anal. Yup. <laughs> Yalp. Yup, that's exactly what they're saying. <laughs> Once anal? Yup. So, yep. Anal and horseback riding, that's, that's what causes it. Oh, uh, that'll do it. <laughs> horses, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> this raises some questions about horses. <laughs> Full circle. Horse jokes. Mm. The time is now. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> Nay, I say. Now it's November 18th, 1866. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> November 18th, 1686. There we go. <laughs> I love it. The time is 7 a.m. <laughs> Charles is prepared. I'm prepared. So the surgery... So he's prepared for the surgery, and he's reasonably sure that the king will survive. Be gentle with me. Uh, Which, reasonably sure, is maybe not, like, the best prognosis I've ever heard. (laughs) We're reasonably sure this will be fine. I'm confident enough. Uh, Yeah. Basically. 80% a girl? So, yeah. Reasonably sure that the king will will survive. I mean, he's been practicing for six months. And some of those people survived, I guess. Uh, the king, how, see this, yep, there we go. The king endured the procedure with a stoic expression, and it's reported that he made <laughs> no sound. Yeah. It's reported that he didn't make any sounds. I imagine him just staring at the person, so like, anytime they looked up, they just saw the king just going like... <laughs> I, I, th- I read somewhere else that they, like, positioned him out a window, like, not out a window. <laughs> She's like, either way, I'm dead. <laughs> they positioned him looking out a window. And I think it was like, they put a pillow under his tummy and some I'm pillows under his thighs. Like, I don't... And then I think afterwards he said something where he was... Something... I don't remember what he said. 
he said the word gentleman, and that's as much as I remember. Rather being gentle, gentleman. What? Genital. Oh, I see what you did there. Haha, I didn't say it well, though. So remember, no anesthesia. I bet this fucking hurt. But he was stoic. <laughs> I, he was, because he's the king. I don't know, because he was stoic. The operation was a success, and within about, or within a month, I see, I saw varying uh, notations on this as well. Some said within a month, he was sitting up in bed, and then another one said within two days, he was walking around. That's a big difference there. So he couldn't sit up in bed, but he could walk. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. He just like rose, like, like in like those bad vampire films. Oh, where they just like, like straight up like plank like, race. That doesn't make any sense. How did you do that? <laughs> they, that's, that happens in Dracula 2000, which, like, no if, shame. If, I if, love that movie. If that happened to me, like, like, let's say it was a vampire, like I just like shot it and it falls down and just does that, I'd be like, you know what? That's really interesting. Can you teach me how to do that? Because that's really fucking weird. Like, I, right? Oh. Like, I'm like, I'm not even mad. I'm like, don't even think I want to kill you now. I just want you to teach me. I would, I would like to take lessons, please. Yeah. Actually, in fact, you know what? You can make me a vampire now. I'm, I'm chill with this. I want to do that. I just want to like wake up in bed like, oh. But no, that, that straight up happens in Dracula 2000, which is a bomb ass movie. Gerard, <laughs> Gerard Butler has some, oh no. I see. <laughs> no. Gerard no. Butler has some not great hair, but it's a, it's a good movie. Jerry Ryan's in it. My brain thought Ryan Jeremy. <laughs> I, who's Ryan Jeremy? Uh, I know who Ron Jeremy is. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, these are very different. Ryan and Ron. So, uh, Jerry Ryan was Seven of Nine on Star Trek Voyager. Okay. Ron Jeremy was not. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Moving on. So I'm going to go with the long estimates here. So that was within a month. Louis was sitting up in bed, and within three months, he was back riding his horses. Uh So, cool. The court, that had not been privy to all of this going on, was delighted about this, and suddenly having a fistula, or saying that you had a fistula, was high fashion. So, right? There's been a royal fistula, and now we must all have one. I really cool. wonder how we got here sometimes. Like, I wonder how, how did we survive this How long? did life continue enough for me to come into existence? Because that statement right there tells me that maybe it should have ended long right? ago. <laughs> Some courtiers were even walking around with, like, bandages on their butt in honor of the king's <laughs> I really fistula. had my ass handed to me. Like, Yeah. Uh, another thing was that a song was written about this fistula. This makes me very happy. It, it's a popular tune that I'm sure you've heard. It. <laughs> it's not Ring of the Rosie. It's God Save the Queen. God Save the Queen. And I believe this song was around before that. So they took this song. So the song. melody? So think about how, like, the Star Spangled Banner is actually, like, an Eng- English, Eng- English drinking restaurant. <laughs> English drinking song. God Save the Queen is a French fistula song, I guess. Yes. So there's that. Ah, uh, the things we find pride in. And this, this became known as the Great, or no, the Grand Operation. The Grand Operation? Yeah. Uh, Charles became the new star of the French court. He was rewarded, rewarded, oh God. He was rewarded with money, gifts, land, and he was able, like, he got title, all of that. Um, 
But one of the most important things that happened was that this made surgery a thing. Like, not just like... This made surgery a thing? Yeah. That's amazing! Not just like, I'm gonna go get my hair cut and have this abscess tooth pulled. Like, oh, also stick a leech on my arm. We're fine. Like, now surgery is like a done thing. So he's... Because of the success of his surgery, mm-hmm. surgeries were now allowed. So he, and he also, he became, uh, like, the chief surgeon to the king as well after this. Damn. Uh, and, like, other courtiers were like, oh, will you please do the surgery for us? And he was like, I will not. But he did teach other people how to do it. Mm-hmm. So before this, surgeons were not held in very high regard. And I think a lot of that goes back to the church being like, don't cut into a living body. But guess what? You kind of need to do that because medicine and stuff. Nah, the <laughs> Lord heals always. Right. So, so and especially since most of them were just barbers, they didn't have this kind of medical training that the physicians did. Mm-hmm. And so the physicians looked down on them. But after this, everything changed. When the Fire Nation attacked. Is that what we're calling it these days? <laughs> Fire Nation, anal fistula, I don't know. No. That just <laughs> happened. I don't know either. Uh, so he, teach, he taught others to perf- how to perform this, this operation. Mm-hmm. And the instruments that he used in this surgery are actually on display in the Museum of Medical History in Paris. Huh. This led to surgeons actually receiving formal medical training. Mm-hmm. Yay. As a person who's had surgery, I'm very glad that's a thing. And also the establishment of the Royal Academy of Surgery. And so, like, people were coming from all over the world to Paris to be trained as surgeons. That's... Like, surgeons, not barber surgeons, surgeons. That's so cool. Uh, the Royal Academy of Surgery existed for 62 years, and it produced some of, like, the famous surgeons for the time. Um, however, it did close in 1789. Because the Great Revolution closed all of the academies. Mm. And that is the impact of King Louis XIV's anal fistula. That's impressive. How in the world did you find that? Or even hear about that? (laughs) You know what's weird is that's been on my list of things to talk about for a while. And I don't remember where I heard about it. That's so insane. It's kind of just a weird piece of knowledge to have floating around in my brain. (laughs) Haha, so now it's in yours too. Yeah, no, that's that's very impressive and weird and exciting. And the fact that like what I mean it just goes to show you like when one thing goes well. Well, that's another thing is can you imagine where we would be today if that surgery did not go well? Because I mean, A, possibly King Louis the 14th could have died. And that could have changed the whole course of French history and European history and the world history. Uh-huh. B, I don't remember if I started out with numbers or letters, but we're at B here. I think you said A. Okay, because <laughs> I've definitely been like, one, two, C. <laughs> Our listeners will know. Great. But B. Uh, yes, number B. If that hadn't gone well and like surgery didn't become a thing, where would we be at in like medical practice today? Right. So the question would be like, would it have just been delayed and would we have less knowledge now? Or would it have never come to fruition? Because there was a, like, a, a pretty decent period of time where France was the only place that had trained surgeons. Wow. So they were like innovative. Yeah. The, this is where surgery came from. The, the idea that you have people that specialize in doing surgery. 
huh. not like doing your hair and your surgery and your teeth and blood Just take a little off the top. Oops, that's your head. And something else that was interesting was that this surgeon, after he did this surgery, he wrote an 18-page report on how this went. He wrote a report? Went. Yeah. So like... In 16... 1686. Yeah. Not no, 18. November. Which also, I feel bad for King Louis because this started in January and he finally had surgery in November. Ouch. Yeah. On the plus side, though, he changed history with his butt. That's, this is true. But afterwards, he wrote an 18-page report. So this is kind of like, possibly this is the, well, it's not, I wouldn't say it's the beginning, but this is, it makes me think of how we have like chart notes now, because mm -hmm. for my job, I look at a lot of chart notes when I'm when I'm authorizing surgeries. So I'm also glad that surgery is a done thing because I have a job. Yeah. And then his actual, like King Louis's actual physicians wrote maybe half a page in the King's medical history about this. Huh. Because the physicians were assholes. They're like, well, it's just a barber surgeon. Meh, 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 meh. Ointment, enema, compress. And the ointment, enema combo. Right. It's like the sneeze jump combo. Just as effective. I like that combo. It's very <laughs> exciting. Wow. Also, anal fistula is so terrifying. Yeah. I know when my sister had, because my sister had several of them, she did tell me how painful they were. Um, yeah. So, and Just luckily, we figured out that she had Crohn's when we got to a doctor mm -hmm. and stuff, which, that's why doctors are great. If you don't have a doctor, get a doctor. Go to a doctor. <laughs> Be better than me. Yes. Doc doctor. Get doctor a doc sees a Decker now. But also Decker sees a doctor now is what I'm saying. Both are correct. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's really cool. Thing, it's just like the body doing things and making things that it's not really supposed to make. Like, your body was just like, mm, I'm going to put a hole here. Okay, I but get, no, don't do that. Yeah, I get like what it's trying to do. Yeah. But then like the thought, like, kidney stones terrify me as well. Yeah. I pray I don't have any. And like gallstones? No, thank you. I had that shit taken out because of those. Like that was. Yeah. And it's so weird to think that it makes these teeny little things. I mean, tiny in rel relation to you know everything else in the world. And they can cause so much pain. Yeah. No, thank you. And they can like ruin you. Uh huh. Or kill you. Mm hmm. So yeah. Yeah, and you can have kidney stones right now, but you won't know until they get well, dislodged. That's, that's another thing, is that most people have gallstones. They just don't cause any problem. Well, like, you just pass them? Yeah. Like, gallstones can pass. Um, but a lot of people, they just, they never cause you any problem. Hmm. Most people have them, they're just not doing anything. Mine were doing things. It's a party. Yeah. No, it's bleh. If you ever want to know what it feels like to be impaled for several hours, have a gallbladder attack. 10 out of 10 would recommend for that specific feeling. Yeah, for that specific experience. <laughs> yes. If you want to feel like you're dying, it's cool. Thanks. Well. Shall we roll for next episode? I think we should. We are just, like, all about the awkward staring silence today. We are. I have... What do I have? These are from the Heartbeat Dice Kickstarter. 
Yeah, they're like uh, three layered. So it goes pink and then yellow and then blue and they're all pearlescent. I like them. Mm-hmm. They look delicious. I fuck. Like I, I don't want to eat them. I got a par- six. That's entertainment. Entertainment. Hey. Okay, that's better than I thought it was. I thought it was current events. That's current entertainment. That's entertainment. Uh, uh, dude, I I really am so fucking excited. Have you seen the Dune trailer? I have not. I have also not seen the Wood trailer. Um, I gotta what, find that picture. It was real funny. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to show you that after this. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> I'd like to, that'd be something fun that we could do maybe this week is we could watch that if you want to watch it. Maybe. I'll have to see what rehearsal looks like. Yeah. I mean, we could try it. But yeah, I really love it. The new It movie was pretty fucking scary. Mm-hmm. Jules says that she laughed at it throughout the whole thing. But we all agree that there's one specific scene that's fucking terrifying. And we all legitimately are like, oh! Have you ever seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? No. We gotta watch that. That is one of my favorite movies. It's fucking hysterical. Yeah. It, it, it's, I think it was made in the 80s. Is it like, a, like stupid, like, um, what is it? Is it Trolls 2? I haven't seen any of the Trolls Which is like, movies. that's where that whole line comes from. Like, they're, uh, what is it? They're eating her, and then they're gonna eat me. Yeah. Oh my god. I feel like that is where that comes from, because I think they, I want to say that that's like a call made from the police station. Like, they ate the police chief, and then they're gonna eat me. Something, something like that. It's yeah. been it's been a hot minute that's since so I've seen funny. it. That's so funny. But that movie is hilarious because and it was supposed to be like a serious scary movie but mm-hmm. just like the effects and the dialogue oh, that's always my favorite is like it's when gold. meant to be scary and it ends up turning into a comedy but somehow people love it more i wonder mm-hmm. if directors are always like fuck <laughs> like they want it to be scary but like, like it's not it's eh, not like jesus like christ vampire hunter bad dude that hurt me that was that movie is fantastic <laughs> it's so bad it, but it's <laughs> the little so it's so bad that it circles all the way back around I like to the being little, amazing. I like the little kick and the just stop motion into the tree. A villain like up the tree. Yeah. <sighs> so my my favorite is the part where he's talking to his mother, Mary, who is just like this light up figurine. But he's like, you know, typical like son talking to her. He's yeah. like, remember what I always say? Who's going to inherit the earth? The meek mom. I got it. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Go watch Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Go watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And, uh, oh, Dracula 2000. Said that one. Mm-hmm. And then just go watch Transylvania 6 5000 because it's great. Yeah, I think I watched part of that. I don't think I watched the whole thing. I don't think you did either. Okay. I will gladly watch that movie again. And Jeff Goldblum. I'm going to roll my dice. Which dice you're asking for? Well, if you're new here, they're custom-made dice that were made for me for Christmas. Um, where they just have logos on them because I could never remember what the numbers <laughs> fucking were for the show. So, this is like the equivalent of, like, I can't read, so they Pictionary gave me pictures. <laughs> current events? There we go. I got the current events now. And current events. Alright. Well, come back next week to find out what the fuck we're talking about. Bye! Bye! Did you just kiss them? I did. I think they need the love. <laughs> if you've got something to say, find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash WTF pod.
Email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WTFAYTA Podcast. That's WTFAYTA, our acronym, podcast. Our music was by Decker Hinckley, and our artwork was by Kirby Morfitt. Cafe Rio is my jam. Oh my god, I love Cafe Rio so much. Oh my god. <laughs> I was so hungry, and like I knew I was ordering more than I should. But I ordered a burrito enchilada style and a quesadilla. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was just like, but sweet pork and I got so it good. double, like double meat on the burrito. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> so bad. Did you hate yourself? Later? Don't need to be healthy, I guess. <laughs> no, that's yeah. I need to go shopping still because I'm gonna try and go back to like full pescatarian diet, which I used to accidentally call it the Presbyterian diet. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, but yeah, you just want to eat fish. I love, well, I do like the light version, which is fish and chicken. So, um, I like that just cause I feel. So a is lot that just chicken or is that just poultry, 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 other kinds of fish or no. <laughs> 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 the chicken of the sea. Tuna. Okay. Jessica Simpson. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, I think I lost, like, a year off my life from how dumb that was. I, I feel like I did just by being in the room. <laughs> well, here's what's funny. is like, you fucked up with your words, and then I promptly was like, no, no. Because what you No, you fucking idiot. That was clearly a fish. I need to re-listen to that. No. I need to re-listen to that. Because that was amazing.